That your kingdom is like a mustard seed and it's expanding inside of us and in the atmosphere and on the earth, Father God. And we thank you for it, God, that it must expand, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your blood. Thank you for your power. We thank you for everybody in this place, God. And, 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 and they're calling and gifting. Father God, we command the nine, nine gifts of the Spirit to be activated in everybody in this place and listening, God, that wants to uh, bring your kingdom on the earth, Father God. We ask you to shut down every Antichrist spirit, every spirit of religion, God, that's always looking for a sign, but never looking to you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Today's message is called Looking for a Sign. Matthew chapter 12. At the time Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, you know, Jesus liked to hang out in the corn. He doesn't like to hang out in thorns and thistles and bri- briar bushes, but he hangs out in corn. Jesus was hanging out in the, walking through the corn, and his disciples were hungry and they started to steal the corn, stealing the plucks of corn. And obviously they did, right? So don't get mad at me when I grab an apple off the tree one day up in when we're in Washington. <laughs> Most of us religious go knock on the door. Well, how about we just get one that fell on the ground and it's okay? Anyway, it's not the message. Just <laughs> But when the Pharisees saw it, see, but the Pharisees were watching, so be careful where you put your hands if you got Pharisees watching. Because religious people are always looking for something wrong. Yes. Yep. Amen. Remnant are always looking for something right. Amen. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a poster. But he <laughs> So he said to them, Have you not read? So Jesus is like, Well, I know the word more than you because I am the word. So let me just dig into my little into my little treasure chest inside of me. Jesus said, Well, let me dig into that tablet of my heart because I I'm 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 feeling that your heart is needs to be a little rebuked by the word. Oh, they hate you when you pull up the word to them when they try to come with the word, but the, their word has no life in it, but your word Makes, and imagine, you don't even know the power that's going on when you say that word. That's why they get all freaked out and they'll like leave groups and leave like, I got um, people just take off. They like run, like, like run from things instead of like good stuff's going on, man, and a good rebuke. And they just take off. You know what I'm talking about. They'll just run. They'll run. Religious people run when Jesus shows up. They always did, right? He'll be talking, drop the rocks, run, figure out some other way conspire with the religious devils and come back and try. They'll come to church, conspire, then they'll find their own church where all the religious people can hang out and they can worship the Sabbath day and all the other things that they worship. But we want to worship Jesus and follow Jesus. So we have read what David did when he was hungry. Now David was a warrior, right? David went right into the temple where all the because he said, hey man, we're hungry. We just, we just fought for Israel for all this time. I care about your religious... Uh, Rules and regulations, we're going to go get some of that bread in there that the priests eat. My God, but you ain't going to go do nothing to the king of, you got to, you know that you're a king of kings walking this earth and don't care what religion is. God tells you to go eat some bread. You know, if he goes, tells you to take all of the Catholic wafers out of the, the bowl, go do it. Because God has all authority on the earth. And if he tells you to kick over a few statues on your way out, do it. Jesus did it in the Jewish temple. Amen. I don't know who that was for. <laughs> You'll be in jail. They'll be like, what did you do? Well, I went in to eat some Catholic wafers because we, we've been on a 40-day fast and we just, we just shifted a storm and saved like thousands of lives and we're hungry. And the Catholic people are, you know, we, we, this is the only thing left in town. You know, the, the power went out and the wafers are still fresh. <laughs> so Jesus showed us, just like he told the disciples where to steal the mule, you know, he didn't say go ask. He says go take it. The Lord had need of it. You know, we got to get broken free from our religiosity. So anyway, so as you're you know going there, uh, if you're still leaving tracks behind, then you're still got a little religion in you too. Amen. Okay. Well, it's going to be a good day today, huh? Amen. Gosh. <laughs> or everyone's picturing the whole thing, right? It's like a little movie going on. It's like he kicked down statues, went and stole the wafers, and got, and he's okay with God. What freedom? Yeah. Is it God's house? We claim it's the house of the Lord. Well, then what are you worried about? 
Who's going to tell you what to do? And he entered into the house of God, and he did eat the showbread that was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priest. Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath days the priests of the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in this place is is one greater than the temple. See, when you know who you are in Christ, you can stand in that kind of authority. And he said unto you that is the place is one greater than the temple. And if you had not known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. He would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is the Lord even on the Sabbath. And you're a son of God no matter what holy day they proclaim. And when he had departed, he went into their synagogues. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And he asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? Here they go again. Oh my God. Somebody's saying now, Oh, you got a demonic symbol in your tribe. Like, I don't... It's not... Really? Who cares? You know what I mean? Are, are we looking at... Like, are we trying to find something wrong with people? Or are we looking at the fruit? Are we trying to find wrong? Something wrong? It's like, that's all... It's all this like... Or are you looking... See, the religious spirit always wants to find what's wrong in what's right. You know what I'm saying? They were always trying to find Jesus instead of saying... Then even God says, it's like, wow, according to scriptures, the Bible says, one must die for everyone. The guy was prophesying as they're all getting ready to kill him, that he was the one to die for the many. It's right there in the Bible. And it says, he's prophesied this, that one should die to save many lives, or whatever, how it goes. And it says, but I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. But he had not known, and meaneth I'll have mercy, and not sacrificing, and condemn the guiltless. And the Son of Man is Lord even on the Sabbath days. When he departed into their synagogues, and behold, a man with a withered hand asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? See, they didn't care about the dude, religious people. They act like they care about people, but they really care about their agenda. And he said unto them, What? Man shall there be among you who shall have one sheep and fall into a pit on the Sabbath day and will not lay hold of him and, and lift him out. How much then is a man better than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do well on Sabbath days. Then saith the, to the man, Stretch forth your hand. And he stretched forth his hand and he restored it whole like the other one. Then the Pharisees went out. And they held a council. They always, religious people always have a council they check everything out with. They counseled against him how they might destroy him. But Jesus knew it. See, he knew the intentions of people's hearts. You need to know people's intentions because you won't waste your time. You'll love them, pray for them, it doesn't matter all that. Don't waste your time. That's why that this, this gift of discernment is one of the most important gifts to have because it saves time. Because eventually, the discernment will stop that from happening. People are like, what's it? What's your to do? You just know. I'm not here to waste time. I'm on a heavenly watch. I need to get my father's business done. And I don't have time for people that are sent by Satan to waste my time. See, there's some people that are sent by Satan to waste your time. And there's some people that are sent by God. And there's some people that just go. And he charged them that they should not be make him known. See, there's antichrist spirits even in the church today. Because a religious spirit is an antichrist spirit. See, they were anti-whatever he did. And if the Holy Spirit's doing stuff in your life, people will be anti-whatever you do because you have no power but his. That it might be fulfilled what was spoken of Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved, and you who he has chosen. My soul is well pleased, and I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment in, to the Gentiles, and he shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax he shall not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. Then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil. Now they brought one possessed with the devil. Blind, dumb, he healed him. Wow, that's a major sign. You would think that would be good enough. Insomuch the blind and the dumb both spoke and saw. That was called a double sign. He was deaf and blind and he got both back. And he healed him. And the people were amazed. The people will always be amazed. The religious people will be questioning. 
And he said, is this not the son of David? And then they'll bring you to your mere mortal self. He's just a guy that lives, she's just a girl that lives in Tampa. Oh, that's just that guy I saw. I mean, you know, we said all this during the meeting before uh, on Sunday night. You know, isn't that a guy? Isn't he just clean houses for a living? Or, but what? See, they never will see what's inside of you. Religious people always are looking to clean the cup on the outside. They're always finding all the creases and the errors in the suit instead of looking at the heart. But God judges the weightier matters of the heart. People don't understand someone's heart unless they have the heart of God inside of their heart. So really, religious people will look, they have a form of godliness, but they have no power inside of them. So he said, But the Pharisees heard and said, This fellow does not cast out, he cast out devils by the prince of devils. He doesn't do things the way God, and he's got, and he's got a star of David in this church. He's got to be of the devil because, you know, they figured that out, that that's a, that's a, um, um, what do you call it? Pentagram? Yeah, not a pentagram, no. That's a, um, oh, Illuminati symbol. You know, the V, it's like, but whether it is or not, we claimed it as the Star of David. So what does it matter to you? Just like the cross, could be a tree, could be a cross. We claimed it where Jesus hung and has power, you know? We, you say His name's Yeshua. Some say Jesus is hailing Zeus, but we know it's the doorway to life. So whatever's in my heart is what really matters. So you want to come with your religion because you're trying to find fault because of jealousy and you don't want to see the power and the fruit in people's lives. So you look at whatever you can on the outside instead of, but God always looks at the inside, the fruit. It's all around. It'll be in your job, your workplace, wherever you are. When They'll find something wrong. Oh, they don't do baptisms. Well, Paul, what's that scripture? It was... Um, Paul said, I baptized this person, this person, but Jesus didn't call me to baptize, and he was an apostle, to baptize people but to preach the gospel. <laughs> he said it. So why don't pe- people are trying to judge Paul on how many baptisms he did or didn't do, whether they're efficient or not, just because it's called religion. Religion with a capital. Well, I don't even give it a capital. Just an R, religion. And it's, 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 it's grotesque. And the Pharisees went out and held counsel against him that he might destroy him. And Jesus knew and drew himself from them. Great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. And all the ones that were really hurting because of their pride didn't get healed because they left. And he charged them that they would make they would not make him known. He said, The servant whom I have chosen, I put my spirit in him. And the bruised reed, and he said, Then they brought one possessed with the devil. Now this time he's bringing one possessed with the devil and healed as much as the blind person spoke and saw. The crowd was amazed, but the Jewish, the Pharisees, the religious people, that didn't impress them. They they want you to know the Greek and the Hebrew and the whole history of the Star of David. Then they might hear from you. Right? I mean, you got to know all the, you know, all the conspiracies in the church theologically to impress them, but... The power of God doesn't impress them. That's really weird because it impresses the multitude. It impresses, it impresses the Gentiles, but it doesn't impress the Pharisees and the Sadducees because they're looking for religious signs. But the Pharisees heard it and they said to this fellow, Does he cast out devils by Beelzebub? And the thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And as Satan cast out Satan, his is divided against himself. How can his kingdom stand? And if Beelzebub cast out devils by whom his children cast them out, therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come nigh to you. So they're casting out devils, but that's not good enough. They need to know the Greek and the Hebrew. And they need to know... You know, the deep revelation, behind the revelation, they need to know all about the thousand years, past the thousand years, that's not even written in the Word, but some some theolo- some man came up with some great doctrine that they're interested in and following. This is all out there, guys. If you haven't ran into it, God bless you. And he said this, Or else how can you enter in a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except you bind a strong man, then you spoil his house? Or how can Satan enter into the house of God unless he binds everybody that's in the house of God with religion, tradition, and witchcraft in your mind? He said, He that's not 
not with me is against me. See, it's not just people that are against you. If they're not with Jesus or they're not with you, they're really against you. Oh, but that brother, that's not love. It's Jesus said right now. If they're not with me, they're against me. If your family's not with you, they're against you. That's right. If you're, if you're, well, you know, anything, any, it is. You can't be, you know, we don't wear two hats in the kingdom of God. So many people are against people and they're wrapped in this false love. And they want to all come together and do some universal baptism, some universal baptism in the, in the, in the, in the new age pond. We're going to build a big pond in New York City or Washington, D.C. We're going to bring all the churches and everybody, all the religions, and we'll baptize everybody in this dead pool. And everybody can be one. And that's what's going on in the spirit, actually. Because they have the spirit of the Antichrist. You can't deny Jesus and people and say you don't have an Antichrist because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're the only hope for the nation. It's the glory in you. And religion and Satan wants to use anything to come against it. And I'm telling you, it's out there so strong. It's an Antichrist spirit. He that is not against, he that is not with me is against me. It's not, let's just agree to disagree. That's such a lie from Satan. You can't agree just to disagree. There's no agreement in disagreeing. Either you agree with that you're one with Jesus or you're not. Amen. I can't be one with a religious system on Monday. I said something, this is somebody. I'm not going to uh, take him, I don't take communion with Judas on Monday, then on, on Tuesday go and take communion with Jesus. <laughs> it's called a double, double-minded man. I'm going to preach this nice and slow with, with the accuracy of the Holy Spirit today with, so everyone just gets it in their spirit. Because the enemy wants you to start questioning your identity, your position, your breakthrough, your healing, where you're at, where you go to church, what you do, why are you doing this, why are you doing that, who is he, who is you, who are you, what are they preaching, what is this. We don't have time for that. Either you know that you know that you know and you got to go. Amen. He says this. It's all in the Word too, and that's why we we got to make it we got to make it really tangible. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin is blasphemy shall forgiven other men, but blasphemy not. And then when they come against the Holy Spirit in you, they're blaspheming Jesus. It's an unpardonable sin. People don't even know that they've come against you. They're they're almost it's an unpardonable sin because it wasn't Jesus in the flesh. He said you can talk about the Son of Man, but blasphemy the Holy Spirit. It's unpardonable. It's not you and your flesh. They can say whatever they want about shame, but don't say anything about God in shame, because then you're in trouble. This should be forgiven me, neither in this world, neither the world to come. That's strong. Either make a tree good and its fruit are good, or else make a tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you be an evil speak good things? For one of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bring forth good things. And an evil man an evil out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say to you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give account there on the day of judgment. And every thought of the heart. Jesus knows everyone what they think and want to do in their heart, even before they release it out their mouth. That's going to be judged too. Thoughts and motives. God, if God didn't know your thoughts and motives, He couldn't really correctly judge you. Because how's he going to judge? Because you can get saved by your heart. You don't get really saved by it. You confess it after. But if, you're, if you've got your tongue cut out, how are you going to confess anything? You're going to get saved by your heart. You can talk without saying anything to Jesus. He says murmur uh, and praying in the Holy Ghost, making uttery sounds. And Jesus like, he's saying, God, I need you. Because your heart speaks. And your heart will speak to people. And your heart speaks to Jesus. Even when you don't even want to say a word. Even when you can't even open your mouth, your heart talks. So a good man out of the good heart brings forth good things. For by the words they shall be justified, by the words they shall be condemned. Then a certain scribe and a Pharisee answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from you. Well, we want to see a sign. Well, what was wrong with the deaf man hearing? What was wrong with the blind man seeing? What was wrong with the demon coming out of the guy and he's leaping for joy and having a sign? Is that not good enough for you? It's not good enough for religious people. And they'll keep pointing to hurricanes, they'll be pointing to this, point that, but the remnant will keep pointing to Jesus. The people that aren't religious will keep pointing to Jesus. And they'll keep pointing to Jesus in you and command it to come out of you because they know it's in you. And that those that have Jesus in them know those that have Jesus in them. Because it's the Holy Spirit bears witness that we are the sons of God. And that's why those who do you think? Because you know. 
They might not know because they're just religious, but you know, and you're supposed to know. And you need to be bold in what you know, because God likes that. The righteous are bold as lion. It's His righteousness, so we must be bold. Coming against good fruit is a dangerous occupation. The Pharisees had that occupation. Religious churches on every corner have that occupation. They want to question this or that. They want to look at little flaws on people's flesh, but they want to understand that you better be careful because it's Christ in them. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Now how much more evil and adulterous is this generation than even the one? Because darkness is getting most gross every day. And right now, then, when Jesus was walking on the earth in the flesh. And he said, And there shall be no sign given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. No sign given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. I know Jesus said in Matthew 24, there will be wars and rumors. That was for us to know, hey, it's, he's getting closer. But not to look to those things. Not to focus on those things. I mean, we got people preaching storms and signs on the earth and blood moons and, and this, that, and eclipses and this, and trying to find the Bible. And people are going to hell and no one's getting healed. And no one's getting saved. Just trying to impress people with their knowledge. The Greeks seek knowledge and the Jews seek a sign. Religious people seek signs and spirit of the age people, the spirit of the world, seek knowledge. And when you have both of them in one person, you got double trouble. And Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, and there shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Then the men of Nineveh arose in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the pre they, because they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold a greater than Jonas is here. So Jesus is saying Jonas had a work to do. Jonas brought the message of repentance. Jonas brought the message of repentance, and that's what we're to do as 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 a bride of Christ. Jonas brought the message of repentance, but Jonas what he had to die first, right? To himself, he finally said, God, I'll do it. I'll go. Many people can't, don't do nothing for God because you haven't died yourself. And he says, God, I'll do it. So he went into the belly of the fish in a, in a, in a, a sneaky, dead, dead, dead place. And God took him right to where he's supposed to be in the first place. He went the other way. Half the storms, that, all the storms that he faced in his life, all the lot of storms that we face in our life, is because we're going the wrong way from where God's pointing us to. So then all of a sudden, God still had his way, spit him right back, right where he says, he's like, well, I just better do, and I mean, we need to get that in spirit. We just better do what God, because it's a, it's, it's not, there's not going to be suffering. There's going to be hot days. There's going to be things going on. But Jonas declared that, and that was the sign. He was taken for three days, and he said, that was, that's me, Jesus, being born again, giving up my will, birthed back on the earth. He came and showed himself to all of those people, touched my hand, my my holes in my hand, Thomas, comes and shows that, tells him in Matthew uh, chapter 16, verse 15 through 20, to go into all the world, preach, and these signs shall follow them that believe. So the church wants to call those signs the devil, and they want to keep looking to blood moons and this and Israel, when all these things were just something for us to know in our spirit. That, but the signs we're to look for and, the, and to follow us are those. And if, if those signs are following us, then we have good fruit. But religious people don't want to look at those signs. They want to continue to look at all the other things because there's no accountability in looking for a timing on a calendar. But there's accountability when signs aren't following you. You have to come up with some kind of answer for people. Well, if you're so knowledgeable, where's your signs and wonders? That's not the gospel. That's a doctrine. Oh, well, no, but you see the difference? Well, how come you're not casting out demons in your church? Or they don't do this and... And you got to come up with something. So let's look to let's look to the rapture, guys. Let's look to a pre-tribulation lying rapture, so we don't have to be accountable of having any power right now on the earth. And that's what religious people. It's a religious spirit of antichrist. It's prevalent in the church today, even on TV. And he said, "And the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment." And Jesus, and then the preaching at Jonas, and behold, the greater Jonas is here. What is the sign? It's Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the bride died itself as Jonas did. It's a message of repentance. And then the queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation. So he's talking about a generation. And here the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. He's talking about himself. And he's talking about now in his bride on the earth too. When the unclean spirit is gone out of man, he walked through dry places seeking rest and finds none. 
See, we, talk, we always talk about a man. And everyone's like, but when God starts popping revelation, it's bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, we cast a demon out of Freddy and, and he doesn't want God and he goes back and gets back into drugs and whatever and more demons come. We Okay, God, what about in the church? When Jesus comes and flips the temple and flips, and flips the, and says, you're not to sell books and CDs and, and sell your, your prophecies and all these things and they continue to do it. More demons come. Just like the preaching of John. When he casts the demons out by the power of God, by the truth of the word, or he comes in and he flips the tables because they're sacrifices. They want everything easy and they don't, they don't make God's house a house of prayer but a house of merchandise. And, he, and Jesus actually comes in there and cleans the temple or cleans your house and then you invite someone back there with even more demons than the last person had in your house. Or the demons come through the open doors, through computer and all these things. He's talking about it. Let's see what he says right here in this. Unclean spirits have gone out of a man. He walked through dry places seeking rest and finds none. And then he says, I'll return to that house and come out when it's come and find it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh himself even seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they will enter into that house. And the last state of that man or woman or that person shall be worse than the first. This is a serious thing when we get the truth, when we hold the truth, because the power is there. It's only when you, you turn the truth into a lie or you believe a lie instead of the truth. Satan knows if he can get you to take the lie, he's got a door. It's a door. Lying spirit is what he is. He's the father of lies. You've got to shut that door with the truth. Jesus is the doorkeeper. He is the door. But look what it says right here. He goes, he says, where's the state? And he's saying, now he's saying that, even so shall it be also to this wicked generation. So now he's saying, we always think about a person. Now he's saying this wicked generation. How much truth is in the land today? How many people are hearing the gospel? How much more wickedness is going to come when they reject you and your family? When you go wherever you go. More demons will come the minute they, they are presented with Christ and the truth and the Holy Spirit. And they resist it. And they count it as evil. And they shun you and religious people. More demons will go to them because he's talking about a whole generation that has more demons. And there's more demons now because of the rebellion in this time than there even was when Jesus walked the earth. He said, even so shall it be in this wicked generation. So he's trying to make you, don't even think about a person now. Think about the whole generation. And then God's telling me, even look at the church. Jezebel in the pulpit. Balaam. All the demonic things in the church because they're not receiving the truth in the spirit of Elijah. And everybody wants to just play love. Oh, love, love. We're not called to play love with demons. We're called to kick, the, kick them in the head and cast them out and receive the truth in love. Why he yet talked to the people. Behold, his mother and his brother stood without. Now he talked to the people and now his mother's there. And they said, Behold, your mother, your brother desired to speak with you. And he answered to them, Well, if my mother doesn't receive me, then she's going to get some demons. So my brother's mother and sister are those that aren't, aren't receiving demons. Right? Look what he's saying. Those, he said, who is my mother, brother, is he? Because he goes from one thing. He doesn't stop and go to another. He's right there talking about this. He's in the spirit of the message. Now you know when you're in a message, you go to, you always keep, try to keep point. And Jesus got stuff coming in from his Father in heaven and the Holy Spirit. And he's keeping point. That's what he says. The kingdom of God is like a merchant. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. So he's still on point because he's still in the chapter of this thing. So he's still trying to talk about who is part of the household of God. Who is those? Because spirits can enter in when people do not receive the love of the truth. Because Satan is an invisible tormentor and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? So if he can do that and you let him, that's just what he wants to do. It's not because you're a good person and you got a night and you like to give people uh, or go on mission trips or give money or help the poor. It's not about what you do. It's about who you receive, the spirit of truth and the power of God and the fruits that follow in earthly vessels, discerning it in the body of Christ. And the more we hear this, the more we need to know and be knowledgeable because people don't know. But when they do know and they reject them, more demons say, we can come now because remember Jesus said, it was more blessed if you'd have known, known this and not received it than you that had not known it. He says something about that. And he also talked about other times when he says, um, 
Other times when he said that, he says it's going to be more on hell because in the works that I did in this city, if I have done these works in this place, they would have printed a long time ago. It's not going more. It's going to be worse for you because of more truth you have, more Jesus, more miracle signs and wonders you're seeing, more of the truth that's getting out. And everybody wants to be deceived and tricked by a religious spirit. But we need to look to one sign. Casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead, preaching the gospel. The gospel. Not a rapture. The gospel. And he answered. Talk to them. And his brother, mother, and sister desired to speak with him. He said, Who is my mother? Even Mary had to get saved. Who is my mother? Who are my brother? Because the multitude is there. He didn't want them to think just because he grew up with them that they were right. He didn't want the, the crowd to think just because they had favor, they still had to go through the same door, which was him. And they still had to obey the Father. He didn't want them to think just because she birthed him that she was okay with God just because of what she did one time, of one time prayer. It wasn't about a one time prayer. He didn't want them to, to, to think that people have favor just because they're in a certain kind of uh, church or, a certain, or they know a certain kind of person or they hang out. Just because you come to hunt doesn't... Does it make people say, well, everyone... No, you need to follow the Word of God. It's not because you know people that come to hot or you know someone that's preaching the Word. And Jesus made it clear. He said, who is my brother and mother? Who shall do the will of the Father? What did Jesus have to do? He said, not my will, but your will be done. I'm going to go into the tomb three days, but when I come up... Oh, Jonah said, oh God, I'm in the belly of fish. And he spits out and says, okay, tired of this. I'll do it. Preach the gospel. And the whole city got saved. The sign was the city repenting. Wasn't the whale? Wasn't the um, the the storm that was he was supposed to be focused on? It was the city repenting. That's right. Religion always wants to focus on this storm, this and this, and time to repent. It's like or this and that, and, and you know, oh, this 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 and that. No, focus on Jesus. Yep. When Jonas Jonas finally focused on Jesus, fruit happened. But he had to die to his will. He had to die to what he wanted to do and do what God wanted him to do. Because whatever the storm is, whether it's a hurricane, whether it's no peace and demons tormenting you every night, still it all is under the will of God to do something in your life to change you. Matthew 16, 1-12 The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came in tent. There they go again. Matthew 16, 10 desire that he show them another sign from heaven. And he answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say, I will be fair, and the weather and the sky is red. And in the morning, foul weather today, and the sky is red. And lo lowering, oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, you can, can discern the weather, but why can't you discern the signs of the time? Which is the more power on the earth, the more truth on the earth. Jesus was right there in that time. How much more he said he's going to be in this church when he comes back. Look to Jesus. Look to the church. Look to the, where the power is and the fruit. He's, Jesus is right here working with us right now. That's where we need to be focused on. He called them hypocrites. You discern all the weather and all these things. You are wicked and adulterous generation. You seek after a sign. And there shall be no sign given unto you but the sign of the prophet, the Jonas. And he left them and he departed. He didn't even get into it more. He said, you know so much about the word? Figure that one out. Well, they knew they had Jonas in their name. The prophecies of him. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Beware of the words of the religious folk that you run with. Beware of the little doctrines from those people that tie you up and get you to get off focus of the power of God. And Jesus said to them, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, and among yourselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. See, religious people always want to look at now. Figure it out. Well, we got to go to the store and get bread. we got to go move out of the hurricane's path to be safe. But Jesus says, Your safety is in the boat with you. Your bread is right here. I'm right here. Eat me right now. Amen. Everything you need is right here. Why are you looking at to the left and to the right? when you, Well, all you need is right here in the boat. All you need is right here, right here with you. And he says, Jesus perceived and said unto them, Oh, you have little faith. Why the reason you have brought no bread? Either you've got Jesus or you don't. Either you're, you're in need of man's help and, and the weather channel to direct you path, or you can hear God and let Him direct your path. Because 
God's preparing us for the end times. And through this storm, showed that a lot of people already, many people ran to their earthly families. You need to run to Jesus. Many people run to things that they can, God's trying to train you not to run to them because you need to be weaned off people until they have the Holy Ghost and the Christ inside of them. Because because it's a trap by the enemy. You'll lose your peace. You'll get familiar spirits to come. And you'll start questioning. Just like John the Baptist started questioning. Is he the one? My God, you saw the heavens open. The spirit drop on him like a dove. And John the Baptist was the greatest prophet of all time. And he was already... The devil was messing with his mind. So don't think the devil won't mess with your mind. Because things got familiar with him. He's like, this is not the way it's supposed to be. A religious spirit will always say, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. How do you know? How do you know it's not the way it's supposed to be? Unless God reveals it's not the way it's supposed to be. Just because you're in a storm doesn't mean that you weren't ordained to be in a storm. Just because you're in a bad predicament doesn't mean you're in a bad predicament. Because you know what? The air broke. Our air is going to break. We might lose power. Things are going to happen. But we, if we can look to the goodness of God and everything, because what I'm trying to say is, there's, I don't know the gospel that thinks that nothing's wrong is supposed to happen to any Christian. It's not, a, it's not true. Not We're going to be whipped, beaten, persecuted, go through storms. Paul was shipwrecked, held on a piece of wood for a few days. He could say, oh my God, I had an encounter with God. I'm called to the nations and what's going on? Or he can say, you know what, God? Your will be done. Let's do it. Let's ride this storm and hold that thing. And he got to the other side. You know, we got to start thinking of seeing Jesus everywhere we are. That's the signs and wonders in our life that He's with us. Amen. Yeah, we're not happy. Who wants to get a, blow, a tire blow out? Who wants these problems? But my God, sometimes these things are to slow us down and I actually start to see God again. Sometimes God says He'll turn, He'll turn all things around for His good. So those are the signs and wonders in our life that we should be focusing on. Amen. His goodness. The same brand. Come on. One tire. They're like one tire. We have one of them left. I'm like, one? The same exact? Not with some weird brand that I've never even heard of. You go look at it. There's one tire. You can barely even see how new the tires were. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And his disciples remember that it is written that the zeal of the house has eaten me up. Then he answered the Jews and said unto them, What sign showest thou unto you, seeing thou dost see thee do these things? What sign are you showing that you do these things? Jesus answered them and said, Destroy this temple in three days, raise it up. Then on the then said the Jews, Forty and six years. See, the religious spirit will always think on the natural. Spiritual people will think on the supernatural. Forty-six years was the temple being built. And in three days you will rear it up. But he spoke of the temple of his body. See right there, he's saying this, You are the sign of this generation. They're looking for signs because they're wicked. They're looking for... Hurricanes, earthquakes, this and that, and you got you got a whole people whole ministry is on signs. But God says, You're my sign on the earth. You are the sign the world is looking for. The religious people, they don't want to see that because they're religious. They always want to find fault in the sign and the wonder in you. Matthew Mark 16, he says this. And he said, Go into all the world, preach the gospel. This is after he rose and the temple was rebuilt in three days. He was the temple. To baptize and be saved, and him that believes shall shall be, and him that does not believe shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils; they shall speak with new tongues; they shall take up serpents and drink any deadly thing; it will not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. So then the Lord said this after speaking unto them. He was received up into heaven. He could have said anything. Go build a big building. And have my presence there. Everyone bask and hang out and make it a prayer room. He said this, These signs shall follow you that believe. So a great sign is people are following you because Christ in you. So then after the Lord spoken unto them, He received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. See, the religious people want to always come against those signs. And those are the signs Jesus said will make... Those are the signs that people will know that you're from me. Because Satan can't cast out Satan. He can do false signs of healing, but the thing is, in my name, see, you're one with him. You have his identity. You have fruits to remain. You can't have his name and not have his fruits. Because you just, you don't really have his name because you're not really partakers in communion with him because you're, you're separated from the vine. You just have a name. Religions, people all have different names. He called them the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Jehovah Witnesses, the Baptists, the, the Presbyterians, 
the Catholic, I mean, we can go on and on with names, but Jesus said, those that have fruit, these signs and what, these signs shall follow them. Last, and we're going to close, last scriptures. 1 Corinthians 1, 10-31, let's just get, get, get on into Paul's framework. You okay today, Joe? Alright. It's just hot in here. It's hot in here? Well, let's turn the air down, man. It's only 76, brothers. Oh, it is all the way down. It's the fire of God. <laughs> <laughs> Might be hot in here. The Word of God is just nailing you, man. Amen. Amen. It's hard to sit under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Because the truth will set you free. The truth will put you on the right path. And the truth will make everything inside of you go to war. So maybe that's it. And it is a little bit hot, but not really. 76? Thermostat, don't lie. That's what I, had, I set my house at. At home, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It was 80 this morning. Now that was hot. It was 88 in ours. 88 in ours. And hell's a lot hotter, guys. A lot hotter. I'm almost done, though. Father, more fire, God, more fire. Now I beseech you, brother, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you. See, if we're all talking about Jesus, there won't be any divisions among us. You all be perfectly joined together in the same mind, same judgment, for that have been declared unto me of you, my brother, by them which are in the house of Chloe, and there are contentions among you. Now this I say to every one of you that saith, I am of Paul, and I am of Paulus, and I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you all baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you. I'm going to speak about, let you focus on two different things in this passage. But Crispus and Gaius, lest any of you should say that I had baptized in my own name. Ooh. And I baptized also the household of Stephanus beside. Then he remembered his. Okay, right there. Right? Yeah, see? He's just Paul. It's just Paul. And oh, yeah, I just ran in that other household, Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. Doesn't even remember. Oh, my God. Some people say, like, yeah, we baptized 16 today, 30. We got 50, 60, 70, 90 baptisms under our belt. So what? Yeah. Who cares? And the, and the priest down the, down the street, he's been trickling water for years, and he's got way more than you under his belt. Does it matter? For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is foolishness, but unto us that are saved it is the power of God. That's where we die. That's where we become the sign and wonder. The cross is where we get buried with Christ and resurrect, right? That's where the sign that He's talking about becomes us. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I'll bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. And I'll confound the religious people. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? There he is. He's putting them together again, right here. Paul is. And he was a Pharisee himself. A Pharisee that got born again and got the power of God in him and knows something more than just religion. See, he knew all about the Word, the, the written Word, but he was killing Christ. He had an Antichrist spirit. Paul had the biggest one, and if anyone before his, he got transformed, he had a major Antichrist spirit. And I'm telling you, it's in the church today. The spirit of the Greek and the spirit of, of the Jew is in the church today. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Have I not made the, the, then the foolish things of this, the wisdom of this world? God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, the wisdom of God, the world by the wisdom, knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of the preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign. Religious people want signs. They do right now in the church. All those religious people, most of them are pre-tribulation rapture people. And they're all looking at blood moons, watching... Uh, Pastor Hagee on TV, getting all confused in religious roots and doctrines and, and holidays and holy days and being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And, all, and Jesus is right there like, what are you doing? Cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead, and submit to the power of God. That's it. Your life will become easy, even when it's hard. Preach Christ cru crucified unto the Jews. It's a stumbling block. 
To the Greeks, it's foolishness. The power of God is a stumbling block to the religious people, to the Antichrist spirit. They don't want to see Christ in you. They just want to see the wisdom of their pride and knowledge. They are called, but unto them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. For you see your calling, brother, how that many wise men after flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. God's not looking for the mighty and the flesh and the wisdom of man and the guy that knows all the Bible and knows that the, this and that. He wants you to know Christ and the power of His resurrection. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. And base these things on the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. Yea, the things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are. Everybody can stand up. That no flesh shall glory in His presence. No flesh shall glory in His presence. People think because your signs and wonders are following you that you're glory in the flesh when you're trying to show Christ. You're trying to show up. That's the biggest antichrist trick of all. That's what the Pharisees are always trying to show to Jesus. Hey, humble yourself, man. Who do you think you are? You do all that power by the devil. Hey, come on, man. Oh, there that is. There's that Jesus guy again. Oh, there's Jesus again. Oh, he's over there. And there he is doing this. Oh, he's so... And the Pharisees were the ones that had all the pride. The Pharisees were the ones that had all the religion. The Pharisees were the ones that didn't care about people. They only cared about people believing what they wanted them to believe. Not what Jesus wanted them to believe. Because Jesus wants you to believe what's going to make you free. Not what's going to bind you up again. Amen. And there's so many that it says God gave me the scripture that say they they go to and fro to make one one follower one proselyte make them worse than a devil than themselves. That's what the Antichrist spirit does. <laughs> and these network social media starts getting people, and they got these little little things because they know that the Bible says we're supposed to come together, but they're coming together under the spirit of an Antichrist. And that's the truth. Amen. God has chosen you because you're foolish. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hey, I thought I'd wake up. It says it right here. We're right up there. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So He chose you because you're foolish. And just think, all this time you're trying to be cool. Yeah, we was. All this time you're trying to fit into the world. Jesus. And He was just, you just look like a fool. It's okay to be a fool for for Jesus. Amen. God chose the foolish things because they were foolish to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the mighty things. So that's why Paul said, start to boast in your weakness. Start to boast in in the things you can't do, but only doing them because of Him. And base things of the world, and the things which are despised, God has chosen. God chose you because the world didn't. The world would choose you if you wanted to be like them, but then you'd have to conform to them. Then you'd have to fight God the rest of your life, and then eventually He'd have your way, unless you'd really get turned over to a reprobate mind and become worse... Of, of, a, of a person than you were before you became bad when you were old enough to know right and wrong and start to do the wrong things that people end up starting to do because they're in the spirit of the age. So, God got a hold of you. And He loves getting a hold of the worst people with the right hearts. Most people do the worst things with the best hearts because they're trying to fit in because they're just trying to be accepted. So most of the things they do is because they do have a good heart, they just don't know what they're looking for. So they're looking for attention. But now God wants to, God wants and has put Himself in you and His glory in you that He wants the attention. But religious people think you're getting the attention, but it's really Christ in you that's doing the things that you're doing. Because there's no way to be doing the things that you're doing unless Christ was doing them with you and in you. The Holy Spirit working with you. So religious people want to start saying, it's not Christ, it's you. And put witchcraft on, hey, oh God, I can't, who do I think I am? But He says, you're nothing, you're foolish. But it's Christ in you. It's Christ in you that they're really denying. So when he says, really dust your feet, you need to dust your feet. Dust your feet. He says, dust your feet because he says, they don't receive you. It's me they don't receive. Me they don't receive. See, once you die, you're out of the way. So it's just him they don't receive. So you don't even have to dust your feet anymore. Really, you just keep going and ignore. Dust your feet. Why? He says, it's it's not you, it's me. So if they don't receive you, but who do you think you are? Well, he just said... 
I'm him. He's in me and I'm in him. So whatever I do, it's him doing it in me. So why are you getting mad at me? Because we're bold for him and say what he tells us to say. It's really him you don't like because people get so mad. Start preaching, doing something. Oh, you're doing this. I said, hey, listen. I always say, my doctrine's not mine. It's go deal, go talk to the one who sent me. To you. Goodbye. Right? So it's who? It's him. And when you start looking at you, you'll become religious too. And base the things of the world, and the things which are despised, God has chosen, which are not, which are not, to bring to naught the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him, yea, you, Christ Jesus, who of God made us unto wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glor- glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So that's all we do. They don't like that. You can't glory in the Lord. Who do you think you are? Nothing. I'm glorying in the Lord. Because He's taken over my mind. He's taken over my body. He's taken over my heart. He's taken over my thoughts. He's giving me His thoughts. He's making me... And I know all your thoughts. And you don't like that. Because it's like you're cold busted. And when you get in front of people that have, have agendas and stuff, they'll run. Because they're going to run and get some more fig leaves because you see right through them. So the fig leaves don't work against you anymore. You see right through them. So then they got to go hide behind a wall. Then they run from you and hide behind the wall. And then they find everyone else that ran from you and hid behind the wall. And then they're all behind the wall, counseling against you. How are we going to stop this, this Jesus Christ on the earth? How are we going to put a, put a stumbling block in this? This has got to be the devil, because well, well, it's what they do. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. They have a form of godliness. They have a title. They have a church. They have a group. They have a network. But they deny the power that's in you. They deny the power that's in you. Are you guys getting this? Yeah. Yeah, they're religious. It's the same way. So dust your feet. Father, I just seal this word, Lord. I bless everybody in this house, God. And we come against every spirit of witchcraft, every religious spirit, every antichrist spirit that would always make us question who who we are, our identity, what we say, who do we come by, who sent us. Who did this? Who did that? We just do what our Father's doing, God. Let us be so entwined with you, God. Let us see and hear what the Spirit is doing in us and around us at all times, Father God. Putting our focus on you, God. Father, bless us as we go to the nations, God. Bless this house, God. Bless the finances, God. Bless the eyes to see and the ears to hear, God. What the Spirit is saying to us on a daily basis, God. Raise up everybody in this place to go into the nations, God. To Use their platform wherever they are, God. Release the fire of God with signs and wonders, oh God. With Jesus following, because you are the sign. You are the wonder. And I'm tired of people wondering if it's you or not, God. We know you. In your voice.